Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Who in Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. And today on the show, we're going to be reviewing Series 12, Episode 3, Orphan 55. My name is Nick G, and here with me to review this episode are Nick Z. I'm a, I'm a surgeon for pilots. Chloe. Wait a minute. Chinese vending machine? Siberian bunker? It was Earth! You blew it up! God damn you! You blew it all up! Oh. And so. Today's self is brought to you by some crayons and half a can of spam. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's it. That's the episode. Everybody's intro just... We kind of summed it up. That's all you would need to know. If that sounded great, then... You don't need to watch it. <laughs> just to steal a joke you didn't use, let's examine this episode about the consequences of what happened with Pickering. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That was well-timed, actually, with today. <laughs> yeah. Really, it was just viral marketing. Gotta get, uh, yeah. gotta get it hyped was just viral for Pickering. For it, was, it was like your old base under siege, though they were walking around a lot. Mm-hmm. They gotta loop around the quarry. It was like a planet under siege, kind of. Mm. I mean, there's still more base under siege, but... Instead of just being entirely locked in the base, they had to go out. Like, I mean... <laughs> hey, we had, like, three three sets here. <laughs> well, but, yeah, well... The, the sound the, stage. The, the, the impetus came from defending the base. Mm. Because that, that was their yes. exit point. Yeah. At heart, at heart, that's the kind yes. of episode that it was. Mm-hmm. We had to get shots of magnificent Welsh quarry. <laughs> The quarries are back! Hooray! Quarries never left. <laughs> there will always be a place in Doctor Who for quarries. Yep, it's true. I kind of would love to go to Wales and just stand around in a quarry. Or visit the Millennium Dome, which they used for like half the episodes in the first two seasons or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because I remember when we saw an outside shot, I was like, that doesn't look that much... Like an alien planet. Like, they usually do a decent job of it, but I was like, that one doesn't. But it didn't matter, because it was Earth. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Earth all along. <laughs> Actually, we're back to Revelox. Yeah. Which one? Do you recall, do you recall Revelox? The only thing I recall about it, if I'm recall, recalling the right episode, is that it was an episode that featured Mr. Sevalon Glitz. Oh, Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> it was the introduction of Sabalom Glitz. A fan yeah. favorite. It was uh, the sixth The sixth Doctor traveled. The, the serial was called The Mysterious Planet. Yes. And the sixth Doctor traveled to it. Turns out it was Earth. Very <laughs> mysterious. He found out because there was like a, a subway sign, just like in this episode. <gasps> oh, well, that's yeah. kind of fun. That's a nice callback if that was a callback. I believe that it was. It seems I like think that it is. I thought okay. he was a seventh Doctor yeah. person. No, six was. Uh, oh, he showed up across several doctors, didn't he? Okay. Uh, six, 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 and seven. Yeah. Okay. He showed okay. up in dra- He showed up in Dragonfire as well. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, yeah. This this felt a little bit like a seven doctor story to me, specifically Paradise Towers. Hmm. Well, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can get a little bit of that <laughs> because it was a single episode and not an hour long, like a, <laughs> a forty-five minute. We're back. We're back to normal here. Yeah. Type of episode. Um, we didn't get. A lot of time focused on the everything's fine. No, which it, which no. usually is a little longer. It went yeah. right into like everything's not fine, guys. <laughs> not even in a like in a sinister like maybe not everything's fine. Just like 
definitely everything's not fine. <laughs> Something's is... eating the campers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bears. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, some savage bears. Dang. It turns out it's man. <laughs> yeah. It's always man. I mean, were they eating the people? They're probably just killing yes. them. They were certainly implied to be, but never shown doing so. Yeah. Because, like, they've got those monster teeth, but there really aren't any other animals. So maybe they have those monster teeth to eat those little trees we saw a few of. Mm. Uh, also, if they if they are thriving, should the atmosphere be slowly gaining more and more oxygen? Yeah, yeah. right. It depends on like what their it depends on what their reproduction rate is. I suppose so. There, were, there seem to be quite a few. Of them. Yeah, there were a I lot know, of them they that could, like shot. maybe reproduce really quickly. Yeah. I mean, like that's a whole like population dynamics thing, right? Like, right. what is their like? Are they photosynthesizing? There was an implication that they were kind of photosynthesizing the mm. really angry trees. Mm. Yeah, but um. Are they exclusively photosynthesizing, or do they depend on, like, picking off guests from this spa or whatever else that they come across? Yeah. Seems a little unlikely. Yeah, like, if, if they don't need to have, like, an external source of energy such as, you know, fresh vacation meat, <laughs> then are they just straight up photosynthesizing? Because then they would just need like ground nutrients or maybe there aren't any ground nutrients so they're more like a venus flytrap i'm thinking about this too much yeah don't, don't worry, do more I work than the writers i did that too because i've got a lot to say about the dregs <laughs> mm. oh, boy, oh boy oh boy i appreciate that they were named the dregs <laughs> yeah someone <laughs> clearly they did not name themselves that no. <laughs> no i wished they were slightly more intelligent yeah. I wish they weren't just like brutal monsters. I mean, I, I was sort of hoping. Sorry. They were ish. But they weren't just wild animals because they kept, for, what, for whatever reason, in some way, shape, or form, perhaps too horrific for a Doctor Who show, they kept a Benny around for some reason. Mm. If they were just wild animals, they're waiting dead for the immediately. Yeah. And like Kane said that, that he was having fun. Like is that her? Is that a joke? Are the is there enough we, human? We got follow up on that. Is there enough human left in these dregs that like they understand fun and they're like, this guy's pretty cool. Let's keep him around. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, but then then when the I doctor t- was like, hey yo, uh, I'm gonna trap you in here, so you better let us leave. Like it actually understood and acquiesced, and then as yeah. soon as uh, she's like, run, and then he's just like, ah, let me go. <laughs> That felt like the only real sign of intelligence was was that exchange. The I took the they're having fun mean to mean you know they're toying with yeah. I mean with Benny, it's like a like a cat with a mouse, but and before they kill it, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, truth be told, when it was, uh, I felt like it was a sarcastic fun. Yeah, I, it probably probably truth be told, when um when he's calling in from outside of the vehicle, uh, you know they've gone out to find him to look for him. And he's found because uh, all mm-hmm. the dregs are surrounding the vehicle and he's with them. Um, and he asks those two questions. Mm. Will you bury me? Mm. Emotional payoff. Mm. Excellent. And uh, mm. would somebody, somebody please please kill me? I was expecting. Again, too dark for Dark Doctor Who that like in the next shot, the dreg, one of the dregs would be like wearing him. 
Or it would have been revealed that one of them, like, somehow stole his voice box or was mimicking his voice somehow. Ugh, gah. Yeah. That, that's what I, yeah, I was curious about, like. Kind of like midnight. I assume that yeah. he was already dead by the time. Yeah. They, they got back, but he seemed to have the same personality-ish, so, Maybe like. Maybe it had something to do with his oxygen <laughs> tank? Yeah, but I thought they didn't want oxygen. I thought they wanted. But he would have been exhaling it. And he would have been out there far longer than a normal, I guess, human uh, would have he been could have, because of that oxygen tank. He could have shot his oxygen at them. That's about it, I think. Or Maybe. set it off like a bomb. Yeah. But, um, hmm. Yeah, but would he have done that? I feel like he would have like, tried to keep it because, hey, I can't breathe. Yeah, I'm, I mean, what I what I wonder is that because he had that oxygen tank... And they don't seem to be 100% wild animals. They're not tigers, you know, just going right for it. Um, Disappointing. If if one of the dregs noticed, here's this thing, sucking up a little oxygen, giving out some of that delicious carbon dioxide, maybe we should keep it around for a little while. Mm. Maybe one of them was trying to curry favor with that alpha who who had uh, the founding titan's power. (laughs) Spoilers. Sheesh. <laughs> I was sort of disappointed when we finally saw the dregs move and they were also lumbering like every month. I understand <laughs> it's hard for a person to move in these costumes, <laughs> but just like they all, like every creature moves the same. Did you want them to be like more human? I I think I think I wanted them to be like fast. Well, didn't they mention that, like, you know, oh, Benny is moving at, like, 30-some-odd clicks. Like, no human being can do that, so clearly they must have him. That would imply that they can move stupid fast. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They did not move that way on camera. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They enjoy the hunt too much to to just rush it. I guess. So these were, like, apparently legendarily frightening on set. And it's it's a pretty pretty good uh, look... Yeah. Look for a monster. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty spooky. If I was watching this and then... It... I felt like it looked really similar to... Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. No, go for it. Oh, I just thought it looked really similar to many other monsters that we've seen on Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, I think... I cannot specifically mm. think of one right now, but I feel like I've <laughs> seen this kind of look before. I mean, it did, like... I want to say maybe the first 20 minutes of the, of the episode, uh, going back to the first episode of the series, mm-hmm. being a James Bond sort of pastiche, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, this is mm-hmm. Doctor Who doing Alien. Kind seemed They seemed yeah, kind like, of xenomorph Yeah, when you saw just isolated shots of them, yeah. I definitely thought they were like xenomorphy. Yeah. Yeah. They looked a little um, Del Toro-y for me. Yeah, mm. for sure. We get, like like the, the Pale Man. Yes. They get two separate shots of the their, Maybe their claws just can. dragging along the wall. But yeah, I mean, like, for me, it was kind of a little disappointing to see that they were bipedal. It would have been a little bit more interesting if they were more alien, even if they Auto are... Or yeah, yeah. Quadrupedal? Even if they are human. Human. I think I would have liked to see something... A little, a little more human, like smaller. Yeah, mm. like radiation doesn't always make things big. <laughs> like this isn't like I, I, I don't want Hulk rules all the time. Yeah. yeah, like in theory, being in an inhospitable environment like that should lead to reduced size. Yeah, they shouldn't be jacked. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I felt that they should have been more human sized, and I feel like that might have even been a little bit scarier. Like, mm-hmm. more body horror. More of a creepy. Because, yeah. Kind of thing than an intimidation. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. like like in a way that maybe you could see the ways in which they were yeah. human at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of got a little. I mean, so many of the monsters and, and creatures in Doctor Who and a lot of TV sci-fi are bipedal, right? They just walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is very human. But like, yeah, it would have been interesting for that. However. We don't know how much time has has passed since the world blew up, mm. the rich people flew away, and all the poors were stuck mutating into these dregs. Mm-hmm. Also, they're called the dregs. Doctor Who, stop class shaming. Yeah, right? <laughs> I suppose I did say last week that um, I, I enjoy seeing monsters that aren't just a guy with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's okay. This week, you got a guy with a wig. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So we have <laughs> Silas was the kid. What was the name of the dad? I'm um, looking at the cast. Is it Vorm? Maybe it's Vorm. <laughs> my ice bug son, Vorm. Yeah, my name is also Vorm. <laughs> so the question is, are they a race where they have green colored bobs or did he make his son get the same haircut as he did? He does make that comment. We don't have enough of a sample size. <laughs> he does make a comment about something like as green as green as the hair on my head or something so green on our head yeah on our head yeah so it seems like that's yeah. a natural hair natural thing <laughs> it might just be um like genetic modification that is like de rigueur at mm. that point in time Could yeah. Be, yeah yeah i feel like that's the most <clears throat> logical because... explanation that we have also seen in doctor who before mm-hmm yeah, I mean, aside from the woman who seems to be part dog in the same way that those... Uh, I thought she was more like a chinchilla. Chinchilla? Well, know. because the doctor said, you know, don't make me bark at you. I don't know, the, do- <laughs> the doctor complimented her tail, confirmed furry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like... Um, she was barf from space. I wish she'd escaped from the Cats movie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't CG, it was just like a little No, it was, it was better than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she escaped from the Cats musical. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, She's rum tum tugger. <laughs> Hyphen with a three. Excuse me. She was clearly Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> but like, aside from her, um, everybody else at the resort was human, with or, hair. or just like a non-obvious human-like alien. So it was kind of confusing yeah. for me because I wasn't sure if, okay, this is Earth, obviously far into the future. Are these the descendants of the rich people who got away? Were there already space colonies that were thriving when the Earth blew up? Mm. Like, if these are humans, where are they coming from? The people staying at the resort didn't know that that's where the resort was. No. True, true. So, and even Kane so didn't I, probably know. Yeah. I thought I thought all of the all of the staff was going to be like her. Like yeah. Like person. Yeah. <laughs> Putting out fires? Putting out fires. <laughs> I mean, when you're the help at a resort, you are putting out a lot of fires. That's Especially true. this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't, shouldn't do a great great job of that, unfortunately. Wow. Aw. It makes fires. me sad because she was really Fine. cute. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I guess she didn't survive. She just no, got she 80. didn't. No. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, they're <laughs> the old people whose fault it probably was. Thanks, boomers. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> capitalism. Yes. Oh, made me so goddamn sad. He wanted to propose, and then Yaz ruins it. And then she's like, "Oh, sorry, I was interrupting oh, I something." They were irritating. Oh, I thought they were so irritating. <laughs> it was like I was ready for them to die like ah. five seconds after they came on screen. I was like, "That's fine. They can just pitch into the pool and." Die. <laughs> so, so. Oh. I had a rough day at work. <laughs> every every time she was outside, and she was like, "Benny, did you? Were you guys like Benny?" <laughs> a little, because we were. Benny and the Jets. <laughs> oh. That's why he went out. He was looking for the Jets. Right. Dang. Um, but it was but it was just like later how the doctor sits down in between Ryan, Ryan and Bella. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they're having their cover, that was beautiful. Yeah, and Rock's like, "What are we talking about?" Ryan's like, "Hmm." Dead parents. Dead parents. (laughs) I gotta say, I feel like this is one of the best episodes that Ryan has been written on. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. The whole Ryan I felt like they dialed into the fact that he's, like, kind of an awkward doof. Mm -hmm. Like, Which which is fine. Which is fine. Like, he doesn't need to be the smartest guy in the room. It was really charming him pretending to (laughs) be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, chatting her up. And getting called on his shit. Yeah. It was it was nice. I liked I liked this Ryan a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, end of statement. Yeah, <laughs> you guys like the little bit where he gets the virus from the vending machine and the doctor is narrating his consecutive symptoms. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> well, all it takes is to tweak his ear and like hold the bag in front of his face, and he sneezed the thing out. So, yeah, oh, man. Actually, um, when. Um, Shortly after that incident in the episode, and the security team is deployed because something's in here. Oh, man. Um, and we see that, that guy, that guest, running down, sort of like dragging himself forward down the hall. I thought that he was somebody else who had the jumper virus in him, and it was mutating him. And oh, like his really? limbs were coming at, dis, oh, becoming disjointed, yes. and like he was crawling weirdly down, down the corridor kind of thing. Yeah. So I felt that yeah, I thought that too at first. That that okay. What was, was that virus called again? A jumper. Mm. Hopper. The hopper, hopper virus. Hopper. I feel like the Turned only reason hopper from Stranger Things. <laughs> you wish. Mm. Girl mustache. <laughs> I feel like the only reason they even bothered to have that in the story was because it's like, oh, we need thing four, but we only have thing three. Oh, but if we use this, it can turn into thing four <laughs> because of reasons. There was a lot to do with mutation, I mean, but they didn't really do much with it. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 slightly more fun of an episode if it rather than oh we need thing three oh yeah we got a ton of that or we need thing three sonic screwdriver <laughs> done yeah yeah that's true although man speak okay okay. <sighs> Mm. I, okay, this is just reminding me of it more than anything else. But they're, the point in the episode when they're in the, they've uh, gotten out of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we're we're surrounded. Get back to the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And Kane is giving them directions. You know, mm-hmm. you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah. She elects to stay behind, and you know, hold them off and whatever. And you guys, you go to the hatch. But the hatch has a code. She. It's not like she pulls the doctor inside and says, "Oh yeah, the code is this." She just sent them off to the hatch without anybody who knows the code. 
But the doctor is like, we need you. And it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to call that sonic screwdriver. I, I Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. if it's electrical. Speaking of weird hatch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if it's electrical, she could have just sonicked it. But still, <clears throat> seems really weird to me. She likes to stay behind a lot, a lot, and she somehow managed to survive to show up at the end and kind of reconcile with her estranged daughter. Gosh, I mark. I mean, I mean the the she end cer- the, the end certainly does work much better with her showing up again. But yeah. like how she survived, <laughs> wizard did it. <laughs> She's really in league with the dregs the whole time. I definitely thought that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. I definitely thought someone was working with the dregs. The dregs pull their mask off and it's the master. <laughs> Man, you know how much I would love this season if every episode <clears throat> the big bad pulls a mask off. It's just that, it's just the master. That is, that is the magic of Pertwee's second season. <laughs> Literally, it's the master every time. Yep. Even when it's not the master, it's the master. Yep. How did you know it was me? <laughs> it always is. And it always will be. <laughs> Each and every week. Nice. Yep. Um, so Graham, the goal for Graham is to get as many Britishisms per minute <laughs> as you can with Graham's dialogue. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much his thing. This this uh, series, which I'm sure I'm sure I get a vague sense that all his patterns like like stuff old men say, like it's mm. not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. would say now yeah the old like, goose egg that's that's what he does. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, fun. I genuinely think it's super fun. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, but I have to pack um, my speedos, and they all just look at him. He's like, nah, I'm just kidding. I only have one. <laughs> oh boy. They said I'm already wearing them. Yeah. No, he said he already had one. He only had, like, oh. he said Speedo's yeah. plural, and they all just give him this look, and he says, nah, I'm just joking. I only have one. But, like, they get teleported before he can even pack the one, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. I thought he said that he was wearing it. I'm already wearing it. I don't know. Oh. Hmm. Oh, boy. Hmm? You're gonna have to do a <coughs> fight. freeze frame, and he's instant replay. <laughs> um, yeah, Yaz, again, didn't get much, but, like, because we got some solid Ryan stuff. I, yeah. I, I'm not mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's really highlighting the issue that I'm not going to pick at too much more this episode. We did it plenty last episode. Yeah, just, just the fact that, like, the show seems to only be able to write one or the other, but not both. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's, that's it. That's all I'm Agreed. Gonna say. Like, Yaz wasn't, like, like stupid or anything. No. But she wasn't anything. She was background. That's yeah. All. Yeah. Totally agreed. But it seemed like a big theme of this episode was relationships you mm-hmm. got ryan and bella you've got silas and dad you've got uh <laughs> bella and kane right yeah yeah so like there's really yeah. i mean unless unless all the the shippers across the world finally got their wish mm-hmm. and there's also doctor and yaz there's really nobody for yaz given to yaz to pair up with mm. there could have been but then, you know, yeah. maybe you should, would have been the same we should have done it. Between we should have done it. Yeah. Um, so this was the same writer, I believe, as It Takes You Away. Okay. Hmm. that the one with the blind girl? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that. was a good yeah. episode. Okay. It was maybe one of the best, if not the best episode yeah. of the season. So that's... Um, okay. That's two for two. Good job, for... Ed Heim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Edheim for showrunner next season. Good to know, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> Edheim for showrunner this season, <laughs> please. <laughs> I want I want a bloodless coup yeah. at the at yeah. the BBC. Chibi, you're out. Now, I believe it is garbage criticism to say that, that this is a filler episode, but we got no touching on the arc that started on the last episode. No, we got the doctor being like, I'm not sad. Hmm? Yes, I am. <laughs> the very beginning. I mean, that's about it. I mean, that's about that's about <laughs> consistent with past seasons, like in Matt Smith with like Madame Caver- yeah. no, Caverian yeah. or whatever, where in some episodes she just like open <laughs> like a, a wind, like a wall or something, and be like, "Oop, I'm here. Okay, bye." I and love that. Would, that. That would be it. Yeah. I love that. Man, that's the problem. Like, I completely acknowledge that I'm a Stephen Moffat fan. And so I'm like, everything Stephen Moffat did was great, and Chris Chibnall, you could eat it. <laughs> and I know that's not true. I think I Stephen Moffat not. is a better writer than Chris Chibnall. I but, mean, that's a fact. But like, but like every time you have a showrunner, their stamp is like on the show very heavily, and you see their flaws as well as their good points. That's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for them to say that the planet was Orphan 55, and I kept wondering which one of the dregs <laughs> was Orphan 55. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, because like, it sounds like like that would be like Patient Zero or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that, yeah. right? Like the the master dreg. And <laughs> when they first meet Hyphthreen, or however they were pronouncing it's it. It's hyphen, but spelled with a three. I know, but they were saying huh? it with a three. Were they? I'm pretty sure. Because this is what I was thinking. I remember hearing the three, and I was like, okay, she's three. So where's one? So fifty five is around here somewhere. Oh. Yeah. Ah. No, no. Too many numbers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was expecting her to be like, "Well, I'm an orphan. That's why I work here." What? I'm orphan three. Oh, man. Where's orphan fifty five? What are they up to? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they explained it that any time a planet just becomes uninhabitable, it's referred to as an orphan planet and then mm-hmm. the number is supposed oh, yeah. to dictate how bad it is so 55 if it was, it's out of a scale of 100 it's in the middle so it's like I, wow hold up how bad could it possibly get i didn't think the number was a scale yeah i, I thought, thought it was the, just like a, a designation yeah there were 54 other like before this one there were 54 other orphan i'm planets. pretty sure the doctor mentioned it being a degree i could be wrong man this episode is so many things to so many people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a controversial episode. <laughs> but, like, not for necessarily bad reasons this time. No, I... However... Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, something that I feel like is going to be controversial is the fact that they did decide to make this Earth. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like in other similar episodes... They make it not Earth, but an allegory for Earth. Mm, yeah. So I thought it was really interesting that they were explicit in that, like, no, this is this is Earth. You guys, you guys fucked up. There's like it's like thank God there's no real canon in Doctor Who because <laughs> like everything's just shoved onto Earth. Yeah. Like you can't make any sense of the timeline of Earth and Doctor Who. Nope. Because so much stuff takes place there and so little takes place on places that are not Earth. Time can be rewritten. Yeah, yeah, we're back to time to be written, by the way. Uh, the show the show vacillates between fixed points in time and time could be rewritten. Yeah. Yeah, I so know. Right now we're on time could be rewritten. Yeah. I know that that's the case, but like I really hope that that plays into the whole uh Gallifrey thing that's probably going to happen in sure the series. I'm sure it does. Uh, oh yeah, because Gallifrey is currently in a similar situation yeah, maybe it can be rewritten maybe it's mm-hmm. orphan 66 <gasps> Ooh. But, yeah Ooh. 
Whoa. Maybe it exists. Maybe it's Orphan 1. <gasps> Maybe it's Orphan Black. <gasps> if, this, if this was Gallifrey, how good would that have been? Ooh. Like, like Gallifrey, like way after whatever happened. I don't know if it would have been any better because the previous episode was like Gallifrey is shitty. <laughs> and then you go and you're like, here's a planet that looks shitty. <laughs> I feel like it would have almost been... Even though the, like, it turns out it was Earth is not maybe, well, whether it's overdone or not is a matter of opinion, but has been done many times. Mm-hmm. I feel like immediately following the episode that ex- that shows us that Gallifrey is, like, on f- literally on fire mm-hmm. would have been too obvious. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. I think, I, I don't know. I just, like, the Doctor finds, like, a hint or something as to what to do or what's going to happen and then we have time could be written well um, i mean if it, whatever it, yeah. it was earth all along <laughs> we, we said that looks like russian uh-oh this the vending machine says made in china how'd that get here and it's like eh. if it had a really been. big made in china sticker <laughs> so that's the only way that they uh they, they label things and at that point in the <laughs> everything's made in china <laughs> even in the vast reaches of space um i mean if it had been gallifrey the dregs would have had to have had very big hats. Ha! Do you know they would have mutated with the such? hats on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's like, um, what was that episode with the kid with the gas mask? Because the virus thought that the gas mask oh. was part of their... Um, are you Empty child? Empty yes, child. Yes, Doctor Dances. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the only good episodes of season one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Unpopular. Written by who? Stephen Moffat. As oh, showrunner in the With your series. Moffat apologism. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, We're past that. I'll defend Moffat. <laughs> he was good, but like, that's the past. <laughs> no, you know what? How many years of RTD apologism did I have to live through? Yeah, I did he... my time. Ten years of it in Azkaban. <laughs> Point is... There should be a new Five Doctors episode. Oh, yes. Ah. Um, because I feel like... Um, Eccleston is... Eccleston is less is not on board. Perhaps a little more charitable. Or get Paul McGann. Either way... No, I mean, yeah. get Paul McGann no matter what. For ah. Six Doctors. Okay, fine. Have Six Doctors. Ah. There hasn't been a story called The Six Doctors yet. Hey. Man, call up... Uh, um, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come back. The third doctor's son. son Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, call up Sean Pertwee. He looks exactly like John Pertwee. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. And just have that. I'm and sure. then have the guy. Uh, what's his name that played um, William Hartnell in the. Oh, David Morgan- Bradley. Yeah, call ah. up David Bradley. Like, we can get this together. We can have the 13 doctors. Patrick Troughton's son. Was in Midnight. He was like the professor or whatever. Mm. Okay. So he might. Maybe. Tom, Tom, I mean, really. Tom Baker still around. <laughs> he showed up in the 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah. I mean, point is, yeah, we can. I think we could definitely have a sixth doc, six doctors. That'd be great. If Eccleston's on board, which it sounds like he's not not on board yeah. anymore. Uh. They all get together and save Gallifrey, which is kind of what happened at the end of the all 50th thirteen. Wow! Oh, oh man, they discover that they are the timeless child, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that they're out of time. It means that they don't experience time at all. Oh no! <laughs> what? 
it? Uh, they don't age. Oh, haven't we, haven't we had? Have we not had the theory before? I feel like this theory floats around the internet every so often that the master <coughs> and the doctor are the same <coughs> time lord at different times. Yeah. In their, hmm. Let's do that. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Let's do that. Let's do that one. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Oh. Yeah. What about? We're having a grand unified theory over here. <laughs> <laughs> what about the? How many masters could we get in an episode? Yes. Four? <laughs> so we have Sasha Dewan, mm-hmm. John Sim, Michelle Gomez, mm-hmm. Eric, Eric Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no Delgado. Rest his soul. Yeah. The four masters. No Delgado, no Anthony Ainley. Um, That's is, about it. Is Derek Jacoby alive? Is he, does he look well enough? I don't. Okay, four. Definitely four. Four. Four is good. Four is good. The ten Time Lords. <laughs> ten Time Lords. <laughs> Ew. Wow. Ten wow. angry Time Lords. I mean, that sounds like something they'll for sure do in the comics. Yeah. Everything that we've ever thought of has been done in the comics already. Yeah, because the comics <laughs> are alternate uh, universes, right? Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want yeah. in a comic. You don't need you don't need to hire actors that hopefully look similar to how they looked when they were on the TV show. Nope. Also, production costs are way less. Mm-hmm. Way less. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, timeless child. What if it's Zagreus? Zagreus. No. Um, that was a thing from the first season or so. Of Big Finish audios. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember what Zagreus is. He's like a boogeyman. I just know. Yeah, it's dumb. I is he think, the failure? I think. No, he's not the failure. Okay. So is for it? Timeless Child is the failure. <laughs> he's his own thing. <laughs> he's David Pumpkins? Yeah, he's David hmm? <laughs> Like, he has his own nursery rhyme of, like, how wookie spooky he is. So he's David Pumpkins. Yeah. I guess? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know that the Zagreus had the 5th, 6th, and 7th, and 8th Doctors in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway... They could do Zagreus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, the Timeless Child is ultimately either going to be the Doctor, or it's finally going to be Susan. <laughs> I mean... This time it's Susan. This time it's Susan. <laughs> Come on, guys. Hashtag this time it's Susan. No, uh, Susan 2020. <laughs> Again, if it was RTD or Moffat writing this, the Timeless Child would be Yaz. Yeah. Why? But it... Because every one of the Doctor's companions during STD and Moffat is... STD. <laughs> RTD. And- <laughs> right in, slip there. I mean, you're not wrong. It's like the specialist girl in the world. I think if it were Moffat, uh-huh. Yaz would be the timeless child. If it yeah. were RTD, the doctor would be the timeless child. Because the doctor is the most wolf. the doctor is the most important thing that ever happened to the universe, according to RTD. Yeah. Except when Rose was Bad Wolf. Uh, I'm sure. Anyways, Martha anyway. sure as shit wasn't special for any reason. Was no, she? she was just like clap for fairies and everyone believed in the doctor. She got shafted. Really? Mm. Anyways, this is why we won't do recaps of the previous seasons. No, we, we just can't. It's too <laughs> too negative. Too negative. Oh my god. So, are we ready for final thoughts? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Alright. I will go first. Oh, do. As I always do. <laughs> um, man, I had... There were, like, some funny little things going on in this episode, but, like, overall, very positive. Like, I was 
I was into the vibe of the episode very early. It kind it it kind of revealed its hand very early of what the kind of episode mm. it was going to be. And we got like quite a like like little horror movie as the party got smaller and smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and, we, and we traveled back. But I loved I mean, I, I thought Jodie Whittaker was in fine form in this episode. There's she just had like a lot of little fun, quick, clever stuff to to shoot at everybody who came near her. <laughs> and also her sitting down in the middle of Ryan and Bella and being like, so what are we talking about? I love that social awkwardness. <laughs> um, yeah, we got some got some good moments for Ryan in this episode. Uh, I, I didn't mind the monsters. Again, a bipedal lumbering monster I'm, I'm kind of over. But but overall, I, I, I enjoyed this. I would no, I have no problem going back to watch this again. Thumbs up. Z. Hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know why I keep getting hung up on it, but I'm really <laughs> eager to see a full-on, like, series-long arc. You know, that was that was what I was getting at, without being explicit about it, unfortunately. In uh in the previous episode of Who in Review, when I was like, would have been nice to see the Doctor fail. My thinking was, the Doctor fails. They've got to jet out of there. Got to got to get out of Kasavian ruled Earth, and then the, the whole series is the Doctor figuring out what went wrong, how to like combat this this evil and all that stuff, and then coming back in the last two episodes and doing doing the plan. Um. Anyway, obviously that's not going to happen because that's not really <laughs> how a lot of uh, how a lot of BBC okay not BBC but just how a lot of like sci-fi TV genre TV works unless it's based on something that is itself like a long arc like a book mm-hmm. um, i mean doctor who even doesn't really have a lot of season long arcs not really like nah. there's like there's like first episode middle episode last episode basically yeah yeah the key of the key to time might be the closest thing and even then um, there was like one i feel like there was one doctor who season that was like truly <laughs> is it trial of a time lord <laughs> I mean, like, like, uh, I mean, like, new series season. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. I want to say, oh. or Trial of a Timeline, Mysterious Planet, I believe, was the first story yes. in Trial of Time. Yes. So, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. We're just doing Trial of a Time Lord again. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> anyway, though. Anyway, um, that's not how Doctor Who's working these days. That's cool. This episode. Orphan 55. Gotta say, I enjoyed it. Um, If I was watching and I was in the single digits as far as my age went, probably would have spent a lot of it behind the couch. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, those dregs, pretty freaky. Mm -hmm. But once you get to know them, it seems like they're very interesting. (laughs) They're not so bad. They're not so bad. And if they're humans (laughs) coming to this resort from other planets because there's nothing to indicate that like the old couple or Kane or uh, uh, Bella or like any of the guests aside from that one woman who seemed to be chinchilla dog who knows cat um, there was no indication that any of them were aliens per se mm-hmm. so Environmental message shrug. Mm. Like, like, I, it kind of had to be Earth for the whole uh, 
last five seconds of the of the episode to work. Mm. You know, the doctor is giving this great speech. It's like, you know, time time can be re- the future can be rewritten. Things aren't aren't set in stone. You know, like because if you don't watch out for this Earth, mm-hmm. then bad stuff could happen. Uh, <clears throat> um, what's the what's the phrase? Break point? No, flash frame? No. Uh, smash cut. Smash cut. Smash cut. To an image. Some B-roll, perhaps, of one of the dregs. Oh, man. That could be us. No! But <gasps> humans are already kind of out there, so... What does it matter about Earth? Mm. <laughs> but, like, the dreg. I mean, I don't... <sighs> Initially, they were they were intimidating. They were frightening. But then it just seemed, like, the more... And I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking too much about this. Mm. The more that I thought about it, the more that they just seemed like another society. Like, they're obviously thriving. They're obviously, um, you know, just basically doing what gorillas might do if somebody set up a hotel in the middle of their territory. Mm. Because it seems like they're humans that have, like, through mutation, in some ways, regressed to, like, that lost link between... Uh, uh, primates and humans and Homo erectus and all that stuff. Um, but like, it seems like there's so much more there, and I'm I'm like, it's never going to be fleshed out. But it would be cool if it did, if it ever was. As to the story itself, I thought it was a good story. I appreciated the the, uh, the relationship bits. The only one I didn't really buy entirely was the whole father son thing because. Uh, we see in one scene, the father, you know, ignores uh, Silas's opinions. And then in like another scene, he does the same thing. But like, unless I was missing some sort of facial tick in Silas, there was no indication that he was starting to get a little frustrated with his dad. Child so, hunter, huh? Well, I mean, sure. But like, it's not entirely up to the acting. Mm. It, I mean, if it was left up entirely to the <laughs> acting, then I wasn't watching closely enough. I will, I will confess. But like something could have been written in there because like you've got the setup. And then you've got, like, sort of the establishment scene, potentially, and then the actual results scene, where Silas is like, screw you, Dad, I'm going to go out into this corridor. But it it just seemed like it was understandable, but not really built up to, to me. Anyway, though, I've been rambling about these dregs, about these, <laughs> these relationship beats. Um, it was really adorable when uh, when they were teleporting away. And Bella, like, put her thumb in her mouth, and Ryan kind of did the same. So very touching, heartfelt goodbye. I'm going to give this a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. All right. Ultimately, like, bottom line is, I like this episode. I felt positively about this episode, probably more than I felt about... A lot of episodes, <laughs> especially last season. Yeah. Um, I thought, like, in a way, especially considering, like, all of the blowback and all of the negativity that the fan base has been giving Doctor Who, I thought that it actually was maybe not bold, but, like, lightly roasted <laughs> um, of Doctor Who to commit to saying that this was Earth and not an Earth-like planet where, you know, they could say 
this could happen to you. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, this did happen to you. You guys sucked. <clears throat> um, I liked the dregs. I would like to see them either more human or more mutated. Like, like a combination of both. Like, I'd like to actually see more variety because I find it un- unrealistic that they would all mutate in exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like, every human has... Like, that, that's the thing that maybe kind of bothered me is, like, every human has, you know, individual variation. Like, on the whole, no two humans look exactly the same. I mean, barring, like, identical twins and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, there is a fair amount of genetic diversity between humans. And so then to make the dregs a sci-fi alien race where everybody looks the same felt a little bit weird to me. Like, if they're human, make them have variation like humans. I don't know if I wanted, like, more, like, Cronenberg horror or what, but I I think I did want more, like, body horror with them. I want them to look closer to humanity. Like, definitely messed up, but you can see that that's a human. Mm. But that's minor. They otherwise were pretty pretty scary, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the most positive thing that comes out of me for this episode is, like, the writing of the characters was much better. Oh, yeah. Like, the writing yes. of, our core, of our core cast. I <clears throat> am pleased to say maybe, maybe Toes and Cole can act. Huh. Because up until now, I've thought that Maybe he's the problem. <laughs> and no, I think it, it's the writing. Yeah, he's, he's got it. He just needs the script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think maybe he doesn't have a ton of range. I think he can be this one character really well. Yeah. He can be kind of like a early 20s sort of doofy guy. But you know what? That's totally charming. I totally don't mind that when it's written well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this was at the expense of Yaz. But like I said before, like this clearly is just highlighting we need to cut a companion because this is too many companions for most of the writers who write this. Yeah. Would have been good if the master pulled off one of the dragons head and was like, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> My only complaint really. So yeah. Positive. Um, I give it four everything. Okay. Alarm out of five pickering meltdown. Alarms. What, what did they call it? Like a standard tranquility drill or something yes. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh, okay. My feeling of the episode, I enjoyed it. There are some little things that was kind of nagging at me. Like, okay, if they're basically angry trees, the atmosphere is inhospitable for any oxygen-breathing creature, meaning that the atmosphere is carbon dioxide or whatever. So human beings, because of the fallout, mutated to be angry trees, where they take in carbon dioxide and get off oxygen. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, over time, shouldn't, much like trees, reintroduce oxygen into the environment? Or were there just not enough of them for that to happen? I mean, we, I mean, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So we, saw, we saw some there's trees. There's either not enough time. Like, I think, I think the, yeah. the thing is, like, uh, carbon dioxide and oxygen aren't the only variables yeah. involved. Like... Mm-hmm. It sounded like when there is sunlight, it's super hot. Yeah. And maybe very bright. So it's harder. It's maybe probably harder for trees to like photos- photosynthesize that the way trees are. 
But I mean, then again, why would only the one? Why would only humans mutate? Why not also everything some else? Trees, yeah. Yeah, super fair question. Quest, question: Do the dregs eventually eventually evolve into the tree people from the end of the world? Mm. Yes, maybe. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mean, end of end of statement. <laughs> I think ultimately the, the, that hadn't been reoxygenated because, like, either A, there weren't enough dregs, or two, not enough time had passed. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that's going to take millions of years. Yeah. Same with forming a new ozone layer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the sun is a deadly laser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there is that. Apparently there was an alpha that the doctor just so happened to wake up. But, like, sure. there was nothing to indicate that that one was the alpha compared to the others. Like, it wasn't bigger, it wasn't a different color, didn't have extra teeth. Like, we're going back to the whole, why weren't there variations to these monsters? The alpha should have been wearing Benny's ring. Yeesh. Seriously, though, the, the alpha should have been wearing the ring that Benny yeah. was going to give um, the woman. That's- Wilma? Wilma, yeah. Velma. 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 Lady Benny. <laughs> yeah. Um... Very significant close-up of the ring and ring box. Yeah. To not have been paid off. Yeah. It was a beautiful ring, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like, the whole... It's like, oh, tomorrow I retire. It's just kind of like, yeah, they're gonna die. <laughs> Three days from retirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever. But yeah. Um, I do appreciate that Ryan got better writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fell by the wayside, but at least she wasn't completely useless. Um, Graham is always a treat. Hmm. Uh, I, I appreciate that they at least had one non-human-looking alien, the um, hyphen with the three. I, they never really specify what alien hmm. she is, but like, I don't think it really matters. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and then animal human. <laughs> but like, Hurry. what I don't understand. Um, what was her name? Kane? Yeah. Her mission, she knew flat out that this was like an orphan planet and that they built the resort so that they can like get money and then like eventually they can terraform the planet and then like sell it to the highest bid or whatever the hell else. Like her motivation was money and then they kind of like, oh, it was because she wanted to provide for her daughter that she hasn't seen in literally years. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Eh. Spoilers. Same. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Cranston tries to terraform a planet to provide for his family that he never seen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> sure. Obviously, that's why it won so many Emmys. <laughs> it's a sequel to The Wrath of Khan. Ah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. Those little things aside, because like, they're not glaring mistakes. It's not like, I don't know. They they just kind of deus exed the, the solution at the end. I like that the doctor did say, like, you know, this is Earth, this is what's going to happen if y'all don't smarten up. But there is at least some sort of hope that, hey, maybe if you do smarten up, this won't happen. But, like, yeah, the whole flip-flopping between fixed points in time and time can change Ooh. is kind of annoying. But, like, like we've sad. been saying so many times is that Doctor Who is consistently an inconsistent show. It... 
I mean, it's not like it's been flip-flopping between episodes. No. It's just no. like every now and every now and then the nature of how time works is important. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems to change every time that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um oh, and thinking about it, her name was Kane, which I I have to imagine is a reference to Alien. Oh, probably. Like John Hurt's character's name was Kane. John oh. Hurt, the war doctor. That's right. <gasps> Oh my god. How comes full circle. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would have been more on the nose if her name was Ridley. Two on the nose, maybe. Two that on would the have nose. been more on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ripley? I give it a thumbs up because I did enjoy it. <laughs> All right, that is. Hey, that's positivity. Hooray! <laughs> Joy! We can save this planet after all. Hooray! Hey. How we feel. After going into Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Oh, I boy. The title. I love it. I love it immediately. It is fantastic. That sounds like an awful pulp novel, yeah. and I'm so here for it. <laughs> so, Woo-hoo! the Doctor and crew stumble into the middle of the prestige. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, it's got scorpions! Find out whether alternating current or direct current is better. Ah. <laughs> Spoilers. An elephant is involved. <laughs> what? And also, and also scorpions. <laughs> yeah! So, like... Tesla's fun. Like, Tesla's... Yeah. Has he showed know, up in Who before? I'm sure he's been in an audio or a book. Probably, I don't know yeah. if he's been in the I don't think he's show. been on the show, which is, like, a mm-hmm. weird oversight to me. No, it he... Seems like, I mean, like a go-to. He's yeah. an American... Well, like a... Yeah. Eastern European scientist who repatriated to America... <laughs> Why should England worry yes. about that? Well, I mean, they did have him in Murdoch Mysteries, which is a Canadian show. But that's close enough to America. Uh, tune in next week to Murdoch Mysteries cast. <laughs> to talk about how great Murdoch Mysteries is. <laughs> Spoiler. So great. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think one of the things that's that's gone through the like the 13th Doctor era so far is like, man, bring back the pure historical because I'm like, this yeah. is great, except for this weird thing where they put aliens in it. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be a pure historical, but... I would love it. I ah. would watch PBS if I wanted to. Ah. Do that. Well, well, we'll see We'll see how good the scorpions are. Yeah. I'm excited for the scorpion king. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Wa- Rock Johnson stars uh. in Nicholas Tesla, Light Night of Terror. <laughs> yeah. Tantalizing. Um, <laughs> so, we'll be, so we'll be covering that next week. Um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed Doctor Who. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Who in Review. Keep watching the skies. And keep watching the skies. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.